0: Welcome to the Business of Being You podcast, a podcast about authenticity and the different ways people choose to be authentic. My name is Marco Benitez, also known as Coach Marco B. am a life and small business coach specializing in authenticity. In this podcast, you'll hear my conversation with people who in their own ways are being authentic. My goal with this podcast is to motivate you to take a chance on your ideas and dreams, to inspire you to be yourself confidently, and to provide you with a new perspective on how your unique qualities could be exactly what you've been looking for to create a life or business that inspires you and others. This is podcast season two, episode six, Authenticity and Unlocking the Power Within. Today, I'm having a conversation with Varushka Del Rio. Varushka is an integrative health coach, certified hypnosis practitioner, certified in NLP, and bioenergy healer. In today's episode, we're gonna have a conversation about different modalities used to unlock the power within ourselves. Thank you, Varushka for being with me. How are you doing today?
1: Thank you, Marco, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me here.
0: Excellent. So there was quite a few certifications that we talked about that you have and, and, and you're specialized in different areas of what we call integrative medicine or would you call it alternative medicines or alternative healing practices. Um, tell me a little bit about your background.
1: Sure. So I would call it really wellness um, is how I like to, to talk about it. It's it's all of these different um, tools are, are ways to help you um, enhance your life. And like you said, unlock the power within um, one of my biggest aha moments that I've had as my training through all the classes. And that's why I keep doing different certifications is that I realized that the power is all within you. All the answers are always within you. And once you take that time to really go inward and, and work with yourself, you'll see that that's unlocked. Um, So, so yeah, so I, I, have done different things. Um, um, My integrative nutrition health coaching is really how I started my journey about seven years ago when I got into wellness. Um, And I mean, I could talk about how I got there. We can leave that for later on, but um, basically I was really looking for a way to enhance my life. I was experiencing um, severe panic attacks at that time for a good fifteen years, and I went through the traditional route of taking medication, and and that helped in in, in a that helped to control the physical aspect, but I still had a lot of emotional. Um, I don't like to use the word trauma, but associations, fears, things that still didn't um, leave my body. So uh, I started with with integrative nutrition because it was a way of looking at yourself as a whole versus pieces versus just a medicine or just you know the the mental aspect or the or the physical aspect and it was really looking at your life as a whole all the parts of your life that really complete you and so i loved that i started um doing that for a good 5 years and i wanted to take that a step further so i i became very interested in the mind because that was helping It was the nutrition, it was, I started to do meditation, but I wanted to go deeper. It was like, I kept opening up Pandora's box. There was always something else that I wanted to learn. And um, that's when I I started to do hypnosis. I had done it, uh, I had it done on myself. I loved it. I became obsessed with the brain, how we think, how we're wired, how we're we're programmed. And so um, I got certified with that along with NLP, which is really the language of the mind. It's neuro-linguistic programming. And, um, so I've been doing that for two years now. And then I just recently wanted to take that a step further into energy work because we are energy. And so that's when I did the uh, bioenergy healing so that it right. can work on the energetic self as well.
0: Right. Right. I want to explore a lot of the, the, the things that you mentioned, um, sure. NLP is, is what Tony Robbins is known for. Isn't that yes. like his, his signature thing, or at least that was initially his thing. Yes. Um, tell me yes. a little bit more about that.
1: So NLP is really putting you in a certain state of mind where you can change whatever state you were in before. So for example, with people that have a lot of depression or they're just blocked and they're just stuck on a certain they they uh what the what would be like the best way I can explain. It? Like they're just stuck in a rut and it's just an emotional state. They're down no matter what they do is just always in that space. So NLP will help you ch- break that or change that emotional state. So you break that pattern and it starts to transform you. So the way he does it, usually is he uses his voice, he, he's very loud. It's motivational. It's like, let's go, let's change the energy. You're getting up, you're moving. And so immediately you're going to feel a relief because it's like, oh, now, you know, there's energy moving through your body and it it, it makes you aware in that moment. And so you're able to now absorb the information better than in that same state that you're in all the time, because you're not really going to change if you're feeling the same way. Right. So that's in general what he does.
0: Right. And in terms of the hypnosis, you know, I, I remember mm-hmm. the first time, I think when you think of a picture of hypnosis, you, we the mind goes automatically to the cartoons and yes. the watch going back and forth and the, yes. the swirly things the in swirls. the eyes. Exactly. So Absolutely. what exactly is hypnosis and how accurate are those cartoon depictions?
1: Okay, so this is my number one question. I'm <laughs> glad we're getting it out of the way because when people call me and they say, you know, I, I want to be hypnotized and they, they automatically assume they're going to be put to sleep. I'm going to control their brain. I'm going to erase whatever problems they have and that there's no truth to that. Right. Hypnosis is really putting yourself in a state of suggestibility. So we actually are in this and, and it's referred to as trans. So we are actually in that state, believe it or not, many times throughout the day. And if you're ever watching a show, a TV, a, a, which is called a program right on TV, mm. and you get so into it, you get into a movie that you forget you're sitting in your living room. You've now re, you've now gone into that state of trance. And what happens is and then and, and I can go into it deeper from a scientific level. Of, should I do that at this point? Sure. Just to explain it a little bit more. Sure. Okay so so really um in our brain this is from a very scientific level but just so that you you grasp it um we have different brain waves that are always going on in our brain so right now you and i are and and they're called emotional states so right now we're in a state of beta which is we're analyzing we're awake our brain waves are 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 quicker and we're using our analytical mind um you know i'm talking to you you're thinking about it you're analyzing it and, and we're feeding each other then you go to a state when you're in um, in a state of stress or you're you're anxious. You go into high beta, and what happens is at that point your attention um, becomes very convergent, so it becomes very narrow because your body and your brain is just looking. It's in survival state. It doesn't yeah. have time to create to you know think of other things. It's strictly just looking for survival. So, those are the, that's usually the states that we're in. When you're able to relax those brain waves, you go into a state of alpha, which we know it as being in a state of flow. If you're ever you know creating or you're listening to music and you just feel like you're in that right. that groove state, that flow state, it's just flowing through you. That analytical mind has slowed down. And that, uh, that voice that's always trying to stop you from certain things has been turned off. So now you're able to create different things. You're able to, to um, relax. And that's when your nervous system starts to relax. If you take that a little deeper, the brainwaves slow down a little more and they go into theta. And that's the state of trance. That's the state of hypnosis. And at that point, your analytical mind is completely asleep and you're very suggestible. So when you, for example, a hypnotist um, is working with you and is giving you certain commands or certain, certain suggestions, your mind absorbs it. Your subconscious allows it to go through. And you're reprogramming, and I, and I don't like to use the word program, because I think it's very robotic or controlling, but it's not. You're really breaking old patterns, and you're allowing that space to reprogram that mm. with something that works for you, with right. really what it is that you're looking for. So um, so that's, that's chance. That's hypnosis. And right. we experience that, like I said, when you're watching a show. Sometimes when you're driving and you get right. so lost in thought and you get to your destination and you don't even realize that, you you did that on automatic pilot, right? you know, right. because you were thinking and you knew to stop at the red lights, you knew to go at the green, but you got there. So that's already been programmed in your mind where you can just do that in that state.
0: Right. And from the way you describe it, it seems like probably most people in in, in at least industrialized societies were probably functioning on high beta on a Always. very, very regular uh always.
1: I, I would say like 70% of the day, you're always, you know, you're working, you're going, you're driving, getting here, picking up the kids, and you don't give your body that chance to restore itself. So right. hypnosis, um, I mean, I could talk about it forever, but it's so beneficial on so many levels, not only to help you to to change the emotions that you don't want, the the blocks that you have that you don't want, but it also gives you Um, a very deep restorative um, state to be able to calm your nervous system, to be able to allow it to start to regenerate and go back to the way that we're supposed to be living. in. it's a state of homeostasis, which is just feeling balanced. Right. So it's got a lot of healing benefits. Yeah.
0: I'm hesitant to use the word normal, but I wonder if it's Mm -hmm. normal for people to be in this high beta for such a prolonged period of time. It has become normal. Yeah.
1: And that's unfortunate because we're not meant to live that way. Right. And, you know, I see an increase in in my clients that come in. I want to say like 60, 70% of my clients all come in with anxiety. That's that's the core root. They, they're anxious. They don't know how to relax. They can't get out of their head. Yeah. Um, and that's because it's become the normal state of being here. You're just going, 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 producing. Yeah. You're not, you know, you've, you have, so, there's so many expectations.
0: Right, right. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I first noticed that, I agree with what you're saying, and I I can corroborate that from my own experiences with the patients that I've worked with throughout the years, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there would be this constellation of symptoms, people would come in, and it wasn't just once, it was twice, it was a pattern, it was all the time, I remember the first time I had this aha moment, like, hold on, this, this may not be exactly all physical, this may be psychosomatic to a certain level, where I had more than one person say, you know what's weird is that when I go on vacation, I don't feel any of this. Mm -hmm. But right when I'm going to come back, I start to feel everything come back. And I heard that more than once. And I said, okay, there has to be something to this. What I found the most common symptoms were were, um, headaches, Mm -hmm. uh, abdominal, a lot of gut issues. Everything from indigestion, uh, dyspepsia, acid reflux, stomach pains, Mm -hmm. um, changes in bowel Uh, movements. These were like the most common symptoms that I saw. Other things were tension headaches in the back of the head which uh, mm-hmm. also led to pain in the neck. Uh, and and when I explored these symptoms a little bit more, the common thread was a lot of frustration. There's mm-hmm. a lot of frustration, you know, and, and my description of frustration has been frustration is when the expectations that you have in your mind are not playing out in your present reality. But Absolutely. frustrations come from uh, attachment. They come from attachment. And so... I think that very early on when I started realizing this, this was probably the early indicators for the work that I do now, which is in authenticity, because many times, I'd say even most times, we're almost, we're left with, I wouldn't say we're forced, but we're left with very few options to comfortably and clearly Mm -hmm. pursue a life and a career that aligns with our natural abilities, our natural... Uh, instincts, what what we're good at. And as a result, we're kind of almost herded into this workforce to do a lot of button pushing and, and paper pushing, and that eventually leads to frustration, which then leads to stress, which then leads to anxiety um they talk mm-hmm. about the what is it, they called the, the monday what are they called the monday blues the,
1: monday blue,
0: the sunday blues the sunday blues right mm-hmm. and it always hits around sundown and always. i listen man that that i'm i'm you know a recovering sunday blues so person I. I, I haven't <laughs> felt that in a long time thank god Thank
1: god yes um, yes
0: but I, I i agree with you and it's it's interesting and and i i'm curious to know a little bit more in mm-hmm. terms of the people who come to you for hypnotherapy, mm-hmm. uh, or for hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And while they are coming to you most commonly for anxiety, do you find that there's a common aspect or thread uh, where this anxiety comes to play or the common cause for anxiety in most of your clients?
1: Um, let's see. So I don't know if the the effect is the same. So they may have different reasons. A lot of people are unhappy in their job. So I I do have different reasons why they come, but all the effects are exactly the same. Mm. It's I can't slow my body down. I don't know how to, you know, at night, I can't slow down. Um, It's a, it's uncontrollable thoughts. It's a feeling that's just always sitting in your body, in your chest, in your stomach, because if you think about it and um, we can get into this later with, with energy, but in your stomach, there, there, there's um, so there's the physical, and then there's the emotional aspect. But the, you have your chakras, and so in the stomach is the space of safety, and it's also where you process and you digest information. So if you have too much going on, that's the first place that it hits, um, and that's why you feel that that you know they say butterflies in your stomach or that like antsiness in there, and and that manifests physically. I believe what are the our emotions, and I see that very often manifest physically with physical symptoms and it's usually you know digestive issues or like you said acid or I've even had people that have had you know cancer in their stomach or cancer in their throat from not speaking and those people as I'm not a medical professional so I can't you know I I don't diagnose or I can't speak on that but just from my my observations um, I was just working with a, a lady who she as a child she was invalidated she was her her opinion never mattered her voice was never was never validated and now she is has taken that on in her relationship with her husband her husband treats her the same way as her parents used to treat her and she just had thyroid cancer and it's Mm. a way like she was never able to express what she wanted to say nobody heard her so um i feel that manifests but to get back to your question um, they are different reasons, but the effects in the body are usually the same. They all come in with the same symptoms, if I can call them that. And, and, and I find that interesting because even from my own personal um, history with that, I can so understand what they're feeling because it's the same thing. It doesn't matter how, where it comes from. It's the same thing. Right. And so that's what I like to focus on is, is, OK, how can we break that? How can we start changing that?
0: Right? Are mm-hmm. there different types of hypnosis? Because again, we kind of touched on it before with the whole watch mm-hmm. thing, and then yes. people see these things on uh, on TV yes. where there's someone who gets a whole panel of people on stage, yes. and he's just tapping them on the head like duck, duck goose, yes. and they start to go, <laughs> you know, they fall on the floor, and then yes. and uh you know they're 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 clucking like a chicken, done. or that yeah, is exactly. the exact
1: same thing. Everybody asks me, right? So there are. So that's called stage hypnosis, and. I've never experienced it, but I know that I, I guess there's some people that can do it. You have to also, the participant has to allow that to happen. They're they're somewhat aware that this is happening. Um, and there are, there's there are different um modalities, different teachers. The one that I studied is um Ericksonian hypnosis. So it was founded by Milton Erickson, um, I don't remember the date, a very long time ago. And that form of hypnosis is um, more like a therapy because you put the person in in trance, which is really it I always explain it as uh, feeling like you're 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 going through a guided meditation and you're just relaxing your body, you're relaxing your mind. And we use certain language that um, the subconscious the subconscious can accept. So it's almost like detaching the person from the actual story because if not, your subconscious can reject it if it's too associated. And then once you get to that relaxed state, that's where that style of hypnosis comes into play, where it's it's asking questions. Um, It's talking to that part of you that experiences these things because we have different parts of us inside. Sometimes it's the younger self, the inner child that is, is is has some trauma that never really evolved. It stayed at that age. And so that's the part that keeps surfacing for some people, for a lot of people. So we address that younger child or that part of you to help that part heal, to help that part evolve. And many times when um, the person accepts that and finally connects that, that whole problem just completely releases. It's like a knot that just like, let's go. Because it's like, it made that connection and you freed that part, so to say. So that's what I practice. And then it's, it's, a, it's an art. It's really beautiful because it's a conversation that you're having with with the person while they're in that state and and they're doing. So another thing is you're always conscious. I shouldn't say conscious. So we're talking to the subconscious, but you're always, you're in full control. I can't do anything that you don't want to do. I can't tell you to do anything that, you know, you're not, you can open your eyes, get up at any time. It's, it's nothing deep, at least what I practice.
0: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Is it possible for a person to conduct the self-hypnosis? They could put yes. themselves under and into this trance state. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. So um, one of my favorite ways to do, I practice it myself. So I practice a lot of meditation. And I can, I can get to that point where I disconnect. And I and I, I'm in that state where it's like, I'm neither here or there, I'm just kind of in between. Um, Another way that I find gets you there really quickly is um, using a kaleidoscope. So if you go on YouTube, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, of kaleidoscope imagery. And if you just stare, so so when, when you're in hypnosis too, your awareness, it's, it's called divergent. So your, your, your focus expands where, like we were saying, when you're in that high stress, your focus is very narrow because you're just focused on survival. So when you use a kaleidoscope, you expand that awareness, you focus on a point in the kaleidoscope, and you just try to expand the awareness as far out to the peripheral vision as you can. And for me, I that I five minutes and I'm already in a zone. Like you, you feel that your head's falling forward and you you. It feels sleepy, but that's a state of trance. Um, sometimes just focusing on a certain point and again broadening your awareness, focusing on a leaf on on something outside of you, a candle, anything, just a point and just broadening that that um your eyesight and just letting that flow through. The only thing about self hypnosis is um, if there's a particular issue that you're trying to solve, um, you can't really talk to yourself unless you record something or you do a guided hypnosis. Um, Some of that stuff is available on YouTube as well. There's some apps that you can download that also have um, recorded hypnosis for sleep, or I think it's very popular for weight loss or smoking. I don't work with that, but. Um, you know, there's different topics that you can do that you can listen to.
0: Right, right. You mentioned earlier about chakras, and you mentioned mm-hmm. one of them was about it was in the gut. In the
1: um, gut. Yes. Right. Yeah.
0: I don't know too much about it, so mm-hmm. and I, 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 all that comes to mind is this image of like this this person sitting with their legs crossed, and they just yes. have the the different colored jewels the that colors. looks like the 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 rings of the the what is it the of power light. stone the power stones from Thanos' yes. rings. It looks like Yes. Um, Tell me a little bit more about the chakras. Educate me. Give a give us give me a crash course. And anyone watching this a crash course on chakras. Sure.
1: Sure. So chakras are really energy um, centers in your body. We have them. And depending on certain religions or certain cultures, there could be anywhere from seven to over 300 something. But the one that you usually that people most people are aware of, which is what they usually focus on when you do yoga. Um, is you have seven chakras and really what they are is their energy centers in the body and those those centers emit a certain frequency and they're connected to hormones to glands and so um, when that vibration or that energy is 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 um, sometimes they can get blocked Um, so for example like when we were talking about uh, people that have anxiety and they, they feel that tension in their stomach, so the, the chakra in your stomach, the second chakra is called your, um, your sacral chakra, and that's the one that's responsible for feeling safe, for um, holding on to things. And so when that energy gets stuck in that space, it'll, it'll manifest in digestive issues. It'll manifest in all of those things. But um, basically, if, if you look at it from a science perspective, they're real glands in your body. They're real, they're real centers in your body. And they're all, they all control hormones. They control chem, um, different um, chemicals that you release, hormones in your body. Um, and, and the goal is to always have them in balance, to feel feel that they're all open, that that energy is flowing through you. Because if not, it's like, I think of it as a hose. And if you have, you're holding the, in the hose, the water's running through. But if you're, if you're squeezing that hose at some point, that energy can't flow. And so you get stuck in that space.
0: That's a good visual. So the chakras are what you work with in your practice of uh, bioenergy healing.
1: Yes. Yes. So, so when I work with bioenergy healing, um, so I like to think of the body like I started saying in the beginning there's there's different parts of us, right there's the the physical biological part of us, there's the emotional state, and then there's the energetic body. so we're we're really like made of energy. it just becomes matter. and so we have fields in our body that are related to the chakra system, and they get blocked. so on an energetic level, they also get blocked so, Bioenergy healing is really, um, I guess the most common way or or the the easiest way to explain it is, is, is you're sending energy through thought through intention out of your mind out of out of my body and I practice it and, and for me it's the feeling of love right we're all we all we're all love. So how can I love this person or send the energy of healing into this person and so. I'm very sensitive. So I'm able to really feel what parts of the body. And as you scan the body with your hand, you can actually feel the field, like either if it's, if the energy is too high, you can, you can sense it. If there's a dip, as you scan the body, you can see that that part is, it, it needs, it's it has less energy. And that's usually blood flow, different things um, right. that are going on. And so When I sense that the way that I work with bioenergy is to even out all of that energy, the places that you have excess, I pull that out and the places that are depleted, I just pack that in more with the intention and sending that energy of love through there. So it balances out the system and you feel really good. You feel like it's like a warm hug over your body. It's like a, it's like an energetic massage. You feel very calm. Um, A lot of emotions will flow when I, when I work with people, a lot of people will either start crying or um, they're releasing emotions that are in there. Some people feel the need, like, uh, you know, to to just like scream or to let something out because that's that rush of emotion that's just running through your body and releasing.
0: Right. right. And you answered one of the questions that I was going to ask you is how do you determine the, you know, how do you pick up? The, the energy from these chakras. And you mentioned that, that you passed the hand over. Is this mm-hmm. something that can be taught or is this something that someone is born with and they teach you how to harness it? Does everybody it's have both. it?
1: So I believe everybody has this. I, it's We're all, oh my gosh, if everybody knew the power that they had inside, you know, which is, which is even when we talk about authenticity and I'll get into that, but we are all our own creators and we have all of the power. We have all of the answers that we need inside of us. So, Some people are a lot more sensitive to it. I've always been very empathetic since I was very young, which is also why I think I experience a lot of anxiety or used to Thank God I don't anymore, because I would pick on, pick up other people's emotions. And, you know, if I walked into a room and I felt like anger, people were sad or there was a heavy feeling, I could pick that up. I absorb it very easily. And there's a lot of people like that. So I think people that are more sensitive, it's a little bit easier, but you train, Um, You know, I went through through training um, with with a teacher and they teach you what to look for and then you develop it. So the more I do it, the more I can differentiate different people's energy. I can differentiate when it's lower. Sometimes um, it feels like a vibration. And sometimes it's like when I put my hands on some people, it feels like it's it's being like sucked. The energy is being sucked out of my hands. And I just know that person is depleted and they just need a little bit more of that. Other people, I feel like if they have a very strong energy, it like pushes my hand away. So, Mm. um, you know, but that's something I've developed over time. So Mm. I believe you can get trained. There's people that are really natural at it. They just, for me, I needed the language. I understood there was something there. I just needed the language around it. I needed to understand what it was that I was actually feeling. So that, that, you know, that's why I did that training. It helped me.
0: So you mentioned with hypnosis that a person has to be suggestible in order for the hypnosis to be effective. Is mm-hmm. this the same? Is this the case with the energy healing and the chakras that a person has to be suggestible or open to that to, to release that energy? Or can, um, skept, can skeptics no. lay down and they just be Sometimes be
1: skeptics are the best because they think that it's not real. And I've had the best experience with them. Um, Sometimes they don't have expectations. They just think, ah, this isn't going to work. You know, let's just try it. And, and sometimes they're the ones that release the most I've noticed. So no energy is energy. It helps if you're open to it and you really are, are, when I, when I do the work, I connect with a person. So I always ask the person to 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 put their intention and ask that they're ready to receive whatever it is that, you know, the energy that they're receiving. And so it helps, but you're going to get the energy one way or the or another. You're going to get the healing. Right. Yeah.
0: Is the goal is the goal for the client awareness of what's going on or is the goal to actually create a physical change within the person that the the client is able to to notice and receive?
1: With bioenergy healing or with hypnosis? Yeah. Yeah. um with bioenergy it's it's so that they feel they're going to feel a difference they're going to feel the definitely and i usually start when i work on them i start with I, I do one side of their body and then i say okay feel feel the one side and feel the other and you know usually you feel there's you feel much lighter on the other side you feel sometimes a tingling or a sensation or sometimes it's warmth so something is going on there right. and you know yeah. that's when they engage so Yes, you want to get them to engage. Just the same with hypnosis. You want them to, to accept that, but they don't have to. They're going to get it regardless.
0: Got it. Okay. This was great. I wanted to know all about this stuff. Wonderful. Because now we got all the technical stuff out of the way. Yes. Now, let's start to dig into our topic for today, which is unlocking the power within ourselves. And here's really where... and. I think we needed a lot of this education. I know I needed a lot of this education to understand mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. to many, they, they might call this woo-woo kind of stuff. Right. But right. even myself, coming from a science, from a medical background, I mm-hmm. will tell you, and I think any good physician or, or, or healthcare provider will tell you that there are many cases where things happen, mm-hmm. where a person achieves wellness outside of the the, the scientific data yes. that results in a person healing, becoming better. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a fantastic book, fantastic book. I don't know if you've read it or you've heard of it. It's called Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani.
1: I know who she is. I have not read it. Um, She actually studies with a teacher that I study with, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. And have you heard of him? Yes. Okay. So so I haven't actually... Now that you say that, I have it on Audible, and I think that I did hear a lot of it, but I, right. I don't recall right now. I heard so many different things, but I know right. who you're speaking about. Yes. Yeah.
0: So yes. I don't want to spoil the book for anyone who hasn't yes. read it. Now I'll put a link in the description where you can get the book. But yes. essentially, this person, Anita, mm-hmm. it's it's her story. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. shares how she had uh, cancerous tumors throughout her yes. entire body, and she was given uh, minutes to live, you know, after the, the cancer had progressed. And she has an experience about crossing over. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't want to spoil too many of the details of the book because the journey that you go through while you're mm-hmm. reading this is it's fantastic. Yes. But as you could imagine, after this experience, she became completely healed within a few weeks. Everything just disappeared. Yes. So uh going back to originally what we were what I was mentioning is that, you know, a lot of this stuff may sound like it's woo-woo, but I do believe that there's a lot of there are many aspects to our human experience mm-hmm. that we either have not yet discovered mm-hmm. or we do not completely understand and give uh, give credit to the importance of uh, within our lives. So absolutely. After that very, very long preface, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, how do you find that your different disciplines uh, tra- the disciplines that you're trained in, how do you find that that works towards uh, unlocking the power within someone?
1: This is my favorite question because I am a, I've witnessed it. I've witnessed it many times. And so I believe that's where I really, that's where actually for the first time I understood that the power is all within you and um, not to get off topic, but even through my own journey, I used to look outside of me for answers. Like I used to look for tools or, or, um, even with with like energy work or spiritual work, there's a lot of people that that do like tarot cards and tarot readings and all that because they're looking for answers from outside. And when I started to do this work, none of that, you know, is 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 even relevant to me anymore because I realized we are our own creators and everything that we're experiencing in life is created from within us. And that all comes from your thoughts and it all comes from the emotional state that you put yourself in. And so, through all of this work that I've done if you really learn and i'm actually creating a course to integrate all of these different modalities and tools, because if you understand how to reprogram your mind to become very conscious of the language that you use. the the way that you behave through your day, the way that you respond, I don't want to use the word behavior, but the way that you respond to everything around you and you start to take that inward and you start to take control of you because we can't control anything that's happening outside of us, but you can control how you respond to things. And once you can really um, hone that power in and and, and it's training. So that's why, you know, like I even say, like uh, hypnosis, reprogramming your mind, you are training yourself to really no matter what is happening outside of you that you are are you are the one that's in control of you and 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 when you start to change that emotional state you your life will change your nervous system will completely balance itself out your body heals and you know through my own personal story so the 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 um one of the teachers that Anita need study with is dr joe dispensa and I've been studying with him for many, uh, for a couple of years now, I've done a lot of his week-long retreats. And it's based on meditation. And it's, he is a scientist, he's a neuroscientist. So he took the woo-woo out of all of this. I mean, he has measurements done on normal people like us. It's it's the participants. He does brain scans. He does um, um, blood work just to see through how, when you meditate and we do long meditations we meditate for about an hour and I do that religiously once a day I do not leave my house in the morning until I do that meditation and and it's trance so you're putting yourself in that state of trance and you are aligning yourself when you're able to be in that state for that a long period of time you align um, your body you create what's called brain and heart coherence where you know your heart is beating at a certain rate and your brain is also um sending out that same energy and it's coherent your bo- your body's in complete coherence and that's where the healing happens and you're able to he's measured it many times where you're able to um you put your brain even even in a different state called alpha and that's where the energy is so coherent that there's an energy that goes into your brain it's it's from your pineal gland so this is all scientific it's not woo. Right. And when that energy shoots up into your brain, you're, you get a complete reset. It's like a biological upgrade. and that's I have witnessed with my own eyes people get up from wheelchairs. I've witnessed people that you know, couldn't have done everything to, to get pregnant and all of a sudden you know, when they're in that state, they become pregnant or wow. so many so many different physical ailments that they've healed from cancer, from so many things. And it's just maintaining that state, that elevated emotional state. And, it, and, that, and a lot of that comes with gratitude too, you know, already being grateful for all of the things that are in your life, being grateful even for what you don't have yet, but even even believe, I mean, I, it's now everybody calls it manifesting, right? I want to ma- manifest this or that. All that manifesting really is, is to be able to see yourself as if you've already achieved all those things, reviewing it in your mind, because our brain doesn't know the difference when you have a thought your body will still chemically send out whatever chemicals it is to respond to those thoughts, to the neurological connections that are happening, whether it's real or it's not. That's why sometimes um, I'm afraid of heights. So if I'm watching a movie and all of a sudden they they do a a panorama of of a building, I still feel like I'm gonna fall over because my body's experiencing that. So if you're able to put yourself in those states every day, whether through hypnosis, whether through meditation, breath work, all of it is so powerful you create that coherence in your body and that's where that healing happens.
0: What's the most common barrier to, to accessing the power that we have or for mm-hmm. dropping these limited beliefs? What do you find mm-hmm. is the most common obstacle in our way?
1: Um, We are, we're conditioned. So we all have a story, right? We've all have a story that we tell ourselves that we truly in our hearts believe. And those stories come from our childhood experiences that we've had and they shape us into a certain person and so we keep repeating this story and we keep recreating the same thing because that's what we truly believe the second that you can become conscious it's called metacognition when you realize who you are, what you've been saying, and you become conscious of that, and you start to choose differently, which is hypnosis, right? It's reprogramming your mind. It's reprogramming who you've been, your story, to a different state. When you start to change that, that's when you can can, can really make the transition. And I think a lot of us, um, we're not even aware. We're not aware that we're doing this. We have no awareness that this is. We're living a life of a, a programmed life. We're we're, we're repeating, um, you know, the same behaviors, the same actions, the same routine day after day, and it's well, and an then you're pilot. just like in that exactly. And until you become conscious of that, and you have to want to change, you have to want to change that. If you don't, you're going to say it's it, you're going to remain in that space. Right. So you have to really believe that. You have to really want it.
0: Yeah. And it's it's uncomfortable doing that during that change. I you know, I, I I in my mm-hmm. my last episode I had talked about what I've discovered to be the six components uh, that one that constitutes the journey towards one goals towards one authentic, uh, one's authenticity. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a point there where I was sharing that the discomfort and it feels like you're in the darkness and the frustration. Mm-hmm. You know and. and this mm-hmm. is what it feels like and this is what it looks like when yep. the universe is rearranging the entirety of creation just Ooh. to make your dream a reality, what you ask for okay. a reality. And it's that resilience, that toughing it out yes. is what, it's your proof to the universe. Yes. It's your proof to the universe that you were serious about it, that you're not just, you know, yep. you're not just talking crap. You're actually saying, yeah, I really want this or I will then show me. Show me how bad you want it.
1: One thousand percent. It's it's often referred to as the dark night of the soul, right? When you're leaving the known Mm. and going into the unfamiliar, because a lot of us settle. There was a quote from Jim Carrey. I don't remember it by heart, but he said that most people settle into something that they never wanted because it's what they know, but they Mm. never take it another step to really detach and go for what they want. It just comes from comfort. Yeah. And it, it takes work. It's work. It's every yeah. single day. It's an evolution, and you know, it's it's tough. You have to let go of your past personality. You have to let go of the person that you've been. And and you know that when uh, I I I had read a question that you had one that you had asked about um, you know as you evolve or as you reprogram yourself, and you you have different personalities. Let's say, are you then being inauthentic with another one? But it's not. It is it is leaving those parts of you that no longer align with who you are to mm. so that you can create that space and that expansion to become who you want to be which is i feel like that's what we're here for this is a journey so yeah. you know we're 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 human organisms so we're we're here to to evolve right. and i think that um you know a lot of us from the moment that we're born we're being programmed and we're being shaped into a certain person and we haven't you as children we haven't developed the analytical it's called the neocortex the part of your brain that's able to analyze we don't develop that part till you're 7 years old so those first 7 years of life you are being shaped by teacher society your parents being told good girl you know good boy no this isn't good and you're you're being downloaded this program and then i think you know when you're a teenager kids start to rebel because they start to realize well this isn't what I want. This isn't what feels good to me. And then you spend the rest of your life trying to undo what you've been taught, what's right or what's wrong. And and that's the evolution. And I think that's where that friction um, comes, that conflict between who you truly are, your authentic self, and what you think you're supposed to be. Right. and if you're brave enough to take a look at that recognize that that's that's the personal development that's right. you know the awareness is it like is this really suiting me is this who i really am or am i here for more and that's you know it's usually referred to as like the awakening right. that's when you really start the work
0: right and i i would even say it in a different way i would say that instead of downloading i would say it's the contrary i would say that you're actually people are installing
1: their Mm. software
0: onto people are installing that onto you
1: yes absolutely and 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 that's the struggle so that's where people get caught up because a lot of people feel guilty you know oh i'm supposed to be doing this i'm supposed to um, you know, uh, be doing a certain thing, right? Even with like traditional life, oh, you're supposed to go to college and you're supposed to get married and you're supposed to have kids. You know, there's a series and that's not for everybody. But, you know, I, I deal with a lot of people from different cultures and I see that certain cultures, oh my God, it's so tough. And I'm so grateful that, that you know, I have my brave souls that come in that want to break that pattern because that's not made for everybody. That's not how everybody needs to live. And, um, and, I, and I think that's the conflict. I think that's where a lot of the, the struggle comes in for people is, is they're afraid of judgment, they're afraid of disappointing others, you know, society, everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's a real thing because people around us get used to one version of ourselves. And yes. it's, it's very difficult for others to realize that when one establishes a new goal, Mm -hmm. the old self is not necessarily going to be a fit for that new life. Absolutely. So you have to change. You know, I've, I lost a friendship in the past Mm -hmm. during my academic studies. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: essentially the message that was sent to me was, hey, you know what, you've, uh, you know, you've evolved too much and, and, you know, you're different. And essentially my response was, do you think I put in all this time, work and effort to be the same? Nope. To earn the same? Nope. To have the same kind of lifestyle—that—that—that's foolish. You know, you, the expectation should be that I grow and change throughout. You know, my yes. my education, my experiences, my accomplishments. Um, mm-hmm. Evolution. And we, we exactly, and we lose people. We lose people we in our lives, but it's 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 a. I don't know if I want to say it's a good loss, but I would say it's. There are some losses that should be welcome in our lives. You know, there, there's a there's an old saying that says people come into your life for a reason or a season. Yes. And and a lot of times we feel like our relationships should be perennials. You know, yes. they're supposed nope. to be evergreens. And that's, some are, they're few and far between. They're mm-hmm. few and far between. I got one friend mm-hmm. since I was eight years old, you know, and right yeah. now I'm years old now. <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: And yes, that's, absolutely. That's, absolutely. My, that's my
0: that's my dog, man. That's my ride Aww. or die. You know, he's 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 yeah. uh, he's always there. So
1: yeah, yeah. And 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 there's a purpose to that. I think that's that's natural. I think people come into your life to teach you something to to serve a purpose in that state. And then as you grow, you fall off, and you meet other people that are in alignment to where you are in, in that point. And and that's the beauty. That's I think it's so beautiful. You know, I think, I think I, I always used to feel, you know, if, if you're not growing and you're not evolving, you're dying. You're just remaining stagnant. And that evolution is, is for me, that's what life is about is, is how far can you go or, or inward. It's not about wanting a lot, but it's, it's how many layers of skin can you shed to really reach your authentic self, your true self. You know right. who you are, who your core is, and that's forever changing because you're evolving, yeah, yeah, it's my favorite stuff
0: for the person that's that's watching this for someone that wants to really start to move forward into their authenticity, mm-hmm. what are some things that they can do on their own at home to just either get this started or to follow through
1: so um I think it starts with awareness. So I would take a look, um, even have have a person, you know, just start taking five, 10 minutes of their day, even 15 minutes of their day to take a time out and to really sit in silence. That is so hard for so many people to just sit with themselves. Everybody's busy being busy. Just sit with yourself and listen. No, no, no TV, no radio. Just close your eyes, take a few breaths. I always like to put my hand on my heart and in my stomach. And listen and ask myself, what do I need? What do I want? What's out of alignment with myself? Emotions um, are the answers to what you need. And so mm. if you're feeling, you know, anxious, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling tired, okay, where is that coming from? And, and just starting in that space, or or is there something that's that makes you really unhappy in life? And it could be a relationship, it could be a person, it could be a job for most people. It's a job, yeah. you know. What areas of my life? Even um I do an exercise called the wheel of life, which I'm sure you've you've done in coaching as well, where yeah. um it's a wheel and it's broken up into different fragments. So it's, yeah. you know, relationships, health, financial, different parts of your life. And just take a look and you can number it from one to 10. How good do you feel in that space? And then, you know, one being I, I'm miserable to 10 being I feel wonderful. And and it doesn't have to all be tons because it's a balance. So and then choosing a little section there to start working. Okay. Well, why, if you're unhappy, why what's lacking, what do you want more of and starting there? Um, I am a big, uh, promoter of, I should say of, of meditation of right. just breath work, just taking a few minutes, you know, we have to feed ourselves with food. Well, breath work is, is really using your breath. There's different ways of breathing different counts. Um, how you inhale, exhale, Um, I think most of us breathe from our chest. It's a very shallow breathing um, and that's survival mode, stress mode. But if you can sit and start to bring that breath into your stomach and feel that you're inflating your stomach like a balloon slowly, um, you know, five counting to eight, slowly inhaling to your stomach and then exhaling slowly, that will send a signal automatically immediately to your nervous system that everything's okay. You have plenty of breath that starts to calm you down. Um, you know, doing that, I, I do that throughout the day, I do self checks, you know, and I know there's now there's a whole bunch of apps, I think even on the Apple phone, like you can, you can uh, put a little reminder, you know, breathe or just checks up on you. But you know, checking up on yourself and and taking that time inward that that helps to physically relax you. But um, I think the awareness is is what's important. What 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 have you not really looked at? What have you not confronted? There's so many things we're afraid to confront because we're afraid of losing it. But that just comes from familiarity. And so, um, you know, starting to jot that down.
0: And that might be one of the limitations we talked about before. If it's if it's possible for someone to uh, self-hypnotize, uh, yes. to do some of this work on their own. And I think that that's where the limitations are. And that's where working with someone comes into play. Absolutely. Because on your own, you could only take yourself so deep. Exactly. And working with someone else that objective outside uh, um, exactly. perspective can really bring you to, to a deeper part of yourself and to reveal these these blocks and these things that are in front of you.
1: Absolutely. And you're guided with questions that, you know, I can see as the observer, you know, what's happening where sometimes we're, we're so in it, we're blind to it, or we don't want to see it. So um, absolutely working with someone can 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 bring that awareness to the next level. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is there an ideal age for someone to experience hypnosis or bioenergy healing?
1: No, um, um, anyone can do it. As a matter of fact, kids are the perfect subjects because they're so open. They don't have those blocks that we do. You know, they're they're able to feel so much easier and they're able to, to be reprogrammed so much easier. Right. Um, I particularly work with like teenagers on usually 15 to 16 and, and above. Um, but I think starting young I actually just started to host a meditation for parents and, and kids like six, seven years old, because if children can start to have the tools at that young age to be able to self-regulate their emotions, to be able to recognize, you know, what they're feeling, if they're feeling angry, how do you respond instead of react to that? How can you start managing that? My God, their life will be so much easier. Um, you know, and, and I think the day and age that we're living in, there's so much anxiety with so many things. I, I mean, I've seen so many children with anxiety and um, having those tools at, at a young age is I wish I had it. I, it would have changed my, my course of my life, I believe. Right.
0: Do you find that these techniques pacify a person? Because it's it, a lot of it is very relaxing and relaxation. And, and I wonder if people who consider themselves to be alphas, more type A personalities, mm-hmm. If they would benefit, or they'd be able to even relate to to this kind of approach to unlocking yes. what they have within themselves.
1: Yes, there's different ways. So NLP, actually, what Tony Robbins does, a lot of athletes use um, neuro linguistic programming to put them in a state of mind before they go and let's say play a sport or performers or actors. You know, it's all about learning how to change your state of being to what it is that you want. So yes, absolutely. And and I, I work with many different types of people. It doesn't hypnosis just does it doesn't just have to be calming. It could it's in the in the tone of the voice that I use. So hypnosis is, is more about finding the beliefs, the limiting beliefs that have been planted in your subconscious. So once you find that little root cause of what it is, then we work with that to to reframe that thought. Um so it doesn't have to be in a calming state, not at all.
0: Got it, got it. If someone wanted to pursue a career or, or start a business in this space, because that's mm-hmm. what's authentic to them, um, yes. how would you recommend that they get started in, in, in doing that?
1: Um, so I think looking, there's so many different routes, first of all, that you can go. I think what I did is I, I seeked what I needed. And that's what I aligned with. And I tried different things. And then I started to see what else I wanted to implement. But, um, you know, there's online schools. There are um, so many, even looking on YouTube to see, even even speaking, I'm happy to speak with anyone that's looking for something like that to help guide them to what it is. But um, reaching out to different teachers, taking some classes or or, um, trying it out for themselves to see what they feel. Um, can help them see if that's something that they want to pursue, if, if it aligns with them. I believe you have to, for me, um, the work that I do, and I love the title of your podcast, because for me, everything has to be authentic. I cannot do something that I do not believe in, that I haven't tried, that hasn't given me results. Um, you know, it may work for other people, but if it hasn't worked for me, I can't. I can't do it. So for me, it has to be very aligned with me. I I truly believe it in my core. Right.
0: right. And I think it's important to mention that authenticity is not something that's very clear to you when you start out. You go through different experiments. Mm -hmm. You try things that make sense over here. Then you try and do something that you're a little bit more passionate about. And I think that the the, the down sometimes maybe will discourage people And, and this survival mode that we spoke about earlier. I think that that's that's an obstacle in in for many people in pursuing an authentic lifestyle and authentic career choices and authentic hobbies and and authentic expression. Yes.
1: It's not easy. You know, you have to be brave. It takes a lot of work. It takes it takes discipline and commitment. You have to show up for yourself every day and stay true to that. And there are a lot of ups and downs. You know, there's days where I just I feel I'm not in the mood, you know, I'm tired, but then you 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 go at it. And I also think I've seen my own evolution. So, you know, like I, we mentioned earlier, I studied with nutrition coaching because that's what I needed at the moment. And then I did that for some years until I wanted to go deeper. And even my practice, even in the last two years, I've already evolved as I grow, as I experience more people, as I experience what I feel is really needed, I'm able to sharpen my skills. I'm able to I've almost created my own format of how I do my work, you know, including all the different tools that, I, that I've um, acquired throughout time and then experience through life. And and accepting that, being okay with that, that it's an evolution. I mean, maybe five years from now, I, I'm, I'm doing it in a different way or, or adding something else and, and that's okay. I don't believe, I used to, when I was very young, I used to feel, uh, you know, like everything had to have a destination. It was this to get to that. And then I started to learn. No, it's the journey, and I like to I like to think of everything like our life is a book, and there's many chapters to it. And as you know, some chapters are short, some chapters are long, some chapters are super um, powerful or life changing in that moment. But that's the beauty of it for me. You know, it's just allowing yourself to to grow. Right. Right. I don't think you have to be stuck on one thing for, for, for for we're not we're not we're not meant to do that.
0: Right and i would add i think that it's important to have the goal but i think the key thing is understanding that your your idea that you're going to go from point a to point b in a linear fashion is just not going to happen
1: (laughs) it's not going to happen so many ups and downs (laughs) and obstacles that get in your way and you say oh you know but that's that's the learning that's where the learning happens and that's that's the uncomfortable part and that's i believe where where you really start to shift when you mm-hmm. when you commit to that and you do you you show up for yourself every day through that that process then you you get to that next level it's like you break through that threshold and it just becomes better because like you were saying earlier you prove to the universe that you meant it you're here to do that yeah. and so the universe provides it just tests you to make sure yeah. that you're really committed yeah and and i also think that's a way of like releasing your old self it's that those growing pains
0: yeah yeah yeah. You know, yeah, Yeah. The, the, the test is the worst. I don't know why. I don't know yeah. why life is designed this way. I just, yeah. I know that it is now. Now yeah. I know that it is, Yeah. you know, and, and yeah. it's, it's, it's really just letting it go and just letting it happen. And this is where the authenticity comes into play, because if you're doing something purely from a practical uh, uh, mindset where, hey, I just want to do this because I want to get, you know, Make a quick buck, which there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you can just gotta make some extra cash because you just need to survive, or you want to get something extra for yourself. There's nothing exactly. wrong with that. But if that's your sole purpose all the time, that's what makes weathering the storm very difficult, if not impossible. And that's why a lot of people drop from these things. But when something really, really means something to you, you know, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna go through it, and you're gonna it's yeah. it's still gonna be uncomfortable, still gonna hurt, but those bad times are going to show you that, okay, I think a common example is about um, uh, Thomas Edison. Then he did Mm -hmm. like a thousand, a thousand and one versions of the light bulb that didn't work. And they said to him, you know, aren't you frustrated that, that, you know, you had a a, a thousand uh, ways that you, that you failed? He's like, no, I now know a thousand ways how not to make a light bulb.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's experience. Failure is experience. It's, it's that you're trying, you're taking risks. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So let me ask you the question that I ask everyone. I usually ask it in the beginning, but I think yes. today it's nice to ask it at the end. What is sure. authenticity to you?
1: Oof. Authenticity to me, it's the journey back home to self. I think it is honoring your true potential, your, your purpose, and and it's doing it from a space of love, from a space of um, being authentic to you without worrying about the societal conditions and judgment and critique. It's it's really giving from your heart. That's what I feel authenticity is. Both being authentic, an authentic person and authentic in the things that you do is being pure.
0: Right. So uh, for the people who are watching this or listening to this, how can they follow you, reach out to you, and work with you?
1: Sure. So, um, the best way, so I'm, I'm very active on Instagram. Um, and I don't know if you, you'll put it in the notes, but it's, um, at Verushka. my name is long underscore hypnosis. Um, and I'm usually, you know, sharing, um, uh, little, um, tidbits and, and information and tools. Um, you can also go on my website, which is com, And that's where I talk more about, um, what hypnosis is. Um, I give a lot of classes here. And so I have a, a physical center in fort lee new jersey and um the, the, I, I do most of my sessions in person but i'm also open to doing sessions online so you can find out more information there of all the things i offer um, and i have a form for questions i can do a, a consultation a free consultation um to answer any questions that you have so those are those are the best ways and you can got also it. email me i'm sure you can put that in there as well
0: got it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put the links in the description. Uh, but for those listening on audio, can you spell the website again for us?
1: Sure. So it's varushkadelreal.com and it's V like Victor, E R U S C H K A D E L R I O.com. That's a long one. If you can get to that one, you're already <laughs> half the battle is already done. So varushkadelreal.com.
0: Got it. Mariska, thank you so much for being on. This was an amazing conversation and I learned a lot and, and I'm going to incorporate some of the techniques you taught me and I'm sure that the listeners and the viewers are going to do the same. Um, I'm definitely, and I'm not saying this, I promise you, I'm going to go to the to, to your your place in uh, Fort Lee. It's called the Zentuary, right?
1: It's called Zentuary Healing Center. So it's been a dream again that that just has evolved on its own as, as I go through this. But um, yeah, so it's in Fort Lee, New Jersey. And and this is where I hold my classes. This is where I see my clients. I also have a metaphysical shop, so I love crystals. I love everything that has to do with energy. So you can find all those goodies here. And I'd love to have you.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I'm definitely going to make it there. I promise.
1: Thank you so much for having me here. It was so, so wonderful talking. I, I feel like I grew tonight. So thank you so much.
0: All right. And that's our episode. So I hope you learned a lot from my conversation today with Varushka. Uh, I'll post all the links for the books that we discussed and for her contact information in the description. And remember, if you need support, additional resources around authenticity, you could visit me on my website, which is coachmarcob.com. And that's B like boy. You could also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at coachmarcob.com. Thanks again for watching. I hope you learned a lot and I'll see you in the next episode.